0: The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air.
1: Chicago's finest internet
0: radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Warner Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad.
2: All right, welcome to the George Warner Jr. Show. This
0: one's live from the city of Chicago. It is funny. It is bright. It is just gorgeous. And glad you can be with me. Glad that you enjoy the show and all that kind of stuff. I've been getting all kind of feedback, and thanks to everybody out there who has been giving that positive feedback into the show. Boy, do we know we can use it, right? <laughs> positive, even if it's negative, even if it's as long as it's you know uh, uh, constructive criticism. You know, I don't want negative uh, all the time, but you know, say something uh, if the show needs something or it should be better in some way, let me know. You know, I mean don't be afraid. Um and if you want to talk about something, don't be afraid. The numbers right there. You know, call into the show and join the conversation, right? righty. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Sabrina is that Sabrina or Sabrina also on the George Work George Wilder Jr. Show. She will be if she comes, if she shows up, <laughs> it's always a it you know, you know some people, you know, they can't show up. Something happens at the last minute and they can't show or they can't call. Uh, you know, so anyway, it, it says here on my uh, studio board, my marquee here, that Sabrina Oso would be on the show. She'd be talking about workplace safety. Now, that's something that's I, I think should be an interest to all people, especially if you have a job. If you're working for yourself, you know, it, it's still Same thing because you, if you have employees, you know you want to keep trying to keep them safe. So maybe there's something she can say to uh, all of you out there who are nine to five and some who aren't, maybe part time, that you can probably, maybe probably get something out of this, because you know as I've always said on the show, podcasts. Some people call it a podcast. I always call it a radio show, but I one of the things I always say that um, you learn something every day and you learn something all the time. I, I, I'm i not the smartest guy in the queue. No no way. And I don't you know, uh, profess to be. I learn something all the time and I'll be learning something uh, even more going to my deathbed, the grave, because I, I think we all learn something every day. You, you never stop learning. I don't care if you... 15 or 115 you never stop learning there's always something to learn and it's great uh to learn something from a from a young person i love learning pe- stuff from people who are younger than i am and because that makes me feel proud when someone younger than i am can tell me where to get off at to, or to or just set me straight on something i love that you know because i don't get uh, paranoid over it. I don't become pissed off or angry because uh, someone told me something that I didn't know. I take it. I said, thank you for letting me know that. Wow, I didn't know that. R- great for uh, bringing it up. We learn something every day, all the time. We never stop learning. Just because you have a high school diploma, or a college degree, or uh for your university you've gone to med school you've you've gone to law school we learn something every single day no matter who you are no matter how much education you have there's always something you don't know because i i have always prided myself on trying to know a little bit about everything even if it's just a little bit so when you, when you get in these kinds of conversations you can you're able to hold your own if you get in Conversations you know that people use a lot of big words <laughs> you don't want you don't want to be grabbing for your dictionary right so i've always uh wanted to uh, know a little bit about everything, not one hundred percent of everything, just something to get me through a conversation if I found myself in one of those kinds of conversations where where um <clears throat> You need those kinds of skills. Okay. All right. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, you can always podcast the show for later if you have something to That's one of the things I like about Internet radio. Uh, you can always listen anytime you want. Anytime you want. The show, once the show is over, and once the live shows are over, they go into podcasting mode. And you can... Um, Download the show, listen to the show, uh, upload the show, get yourself a link of the show, put it on your website or whatever you want to do, and uh, listen. You know, I mean, I have I have quite a few uh, shows recorded uh, on this uh, uh, on Black Talk Radio right here um, for your pleasure. You know, and I'm also in TuneIn, and I'm also I'm in every radio category around the internet. Uh, people are always uh, letting me know that uh, they they put my show here, they put it there, it's there. And I'm always saying, where is the money? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that people are listening, especially, and it's a great, um, uh, it, it's a great enthusiasm uh, uh, for me and pleasure for me to know that people are listening to me in their automobiles. Yeah, that's great. I had a caller the other day uh, from his car. Uh, You know, and and I I think what's the biggest pleasure of all is knowing that the show is all all over the world, getting calls from Africa, getting calls from Australia, Germany. I mean, this is just awesome to me. I mean, it is really awesome. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I am on the air. (laughs) We've had a long weekend, folks. I mean, I've been off since... uh, Friday, I believe, yeah, because we're While the journey show just on four days a week, okay, four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're all doing something else. (laughs) You know, but, you know, something constructive, believe me, something constructive. So we just, and since since the decision of this, we have been on just four days a week, starting at 6 o'clock p.m., not p.m., 6 o'clock yeah, 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Chicago time to uh, 7.30, sometimes 8 o'clock. You know, it goes from either, uh, you know, an hour and a half to two hours. The George Wanda Junior Show Monday through Friday, starting in the evening, 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Keep that in mind when you're trying to call in, you know, because a lot of uh cities and states have different time zones and that's another one of my gripes i think we should all have the same time all over the city all over the united states you know the same damn time uh, you know some people are are uh, ahead one hour and then some people are in some states are uh uh behind one or two hours it doesn't make sense and everybody if you want to call one state to the next and you have to be on time with the call you got to find out the time zone of those cities and those states so you can get in uh you you can be right on time when you're calling another state from you know from where you are you know and uh yeah i think the time zones should be one time zone just just like i think that daylight savings time should be uh eliminated. <laughs> I think there should just be no daylight saving times whatsoever because the majority of us we do love uh, more time outside. Uh you know, uh, we do love to see the sun out a little bit longer. You know, so daylight saving time sucks. Uh, until we start writing our congressman um nothing's gonna happen all right the george Wander junior show is on there there's something here okay um okay it says dwight clark san francisco 49ers legend who hauled in the catch to kickstart the team's 1980s dynasty dies at 61 after battling uh als okay That just shot across my screen. Sometimes these news alerts just shoot across my screen. Sometimes they knock me off guard. And, uh, (laughs) you know, so I had to mention that because it popped across my screen. Anyway, uh, George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air. Hate lies have have no home here, have no homes here. All right. uh, Making the world a better place, one show at a time. That's been our slogan since the uh, inception of the show itself leave comments on the page vote blue always vote blue uh try to uh, get the get the uh country back on track it's going to take years i mean donald trump has really really screwed up the country even with these scandals these investigations his the things that comes out of his mouth you know i mean wow it, it's just a uh catastrophe so um I'm waiting for him to be impeached, go to jail, or you whatever, know, be indicted. You know that—that's me. I—I I don't have too much more to say about this, except for that I am doing a, uh, a book about what's going on in, in our government in 2018 during 2018. And I'm doing a book, so I'm going to need a lot of material. However, um, it's sickening. It's sad. It's. It's awful, you know every every day there's something strange coming out of this guy's mouth to try to obstruct justice to try to um, get out of <laughs> get out of um, something that we know he's guilty in and I think he knows he's guilty i think he, I think Trump knows he's guilty because he's talking about pardoning himself who would talk about pardoning himself if, if he wasn't guilty of a crime if he wasn't if he didn't know that he was going to jail yeah he's talking about pardoning himself and then he goes on to say well that's not going to happen because he hasn't committed a crime then why bring up pardoning yourself because when people hear that you're thinking about pardoning yourself or you th- Feel that you can pardon yourself, then you're admitting to a crime. You're admitting to they got you. And this is something I don't understand. You know, I mean,
3: uh,
0: as I've said, he goes on to say that he could pardon himself if he wanted to pardon himself, but he's not going to pardon himself because he has not committed a crime. It is not for Donald Trump to say that he has not committed a crime. It's up to special counsel Robert Mueller to say that he's not that he has not committed a crime. It is up to special counsel Robert Mueller to say there's no obstruction of justice. It is up to Mueller to say that there's no collusion with Russia. again, the reason why I think you know and I know the guy acts guilty. He, (laughs) He incriminates himself every time he opens his mouth. His stupid lawyer, head lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, is the stupidest, ignorantest lawyer I've ever seen because all he ever does is throw Trump under the bus. He admits to Trump's crimes. And then suddenly, when the suddenly when he finds out that he actually admitted to Trump committing a crime, he goes back on t- television and tries to take it back. <laughs> this is and and another thing: this administration, the Trump administration, they don't give a damn, as we as we've seen and know, they don't give a damn about being role models for the kids growing up i've heard so many parents say around the world they do not want their kids uh growing up to be like donald trump they would say obama yeah but not donald trump they don't he's a bad role model and that is no lie he is a bad role model for anybody not just children or kids he's a bad role model He's a bad role model for people who dream of someday growing up to be president of the United States. Donald Trump is one person you do not want to emulate. I wouldn't want my kids emulating Donald Trump. Because the presidency, that office is supposed to be an office those who are growing up it it is supposed to be an office of respect for the first time in my life i do not respect donald trump and i do not respect the office that he holds no way no how you know but but it's just it's just wrong this this is why i say vote blue because we have to take the country back everything that donald trump has done we can undo it then some things that he's done. Uh, It's going to take time. I think I saw an article or something where Donald Trump was bragging about that he's done more than any other president in the history of the United States. Yeah, I admit, and we can say that he's done a lot. He's done a hell of a lot. But the majority of the things that he's done is hurting America. Those things are hurting America that he's done. He's done them so quickly, so fast so swiftly that majority of what he's done to the United States is hurting America. That's why we want him out of office. And the majority of the things that he's done has helped the rich more so than than it has helped ordinary Americans who have to work every day, retirees, the poor, the working poor. He's done more to help the rich than any of those groups of people. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show once once again, folks. It is so great in the city of Chicago, the weather-wise, it, it is so beautiful that it's <laughs> it's it, it's becoming contagious. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are out out and about enjoying uh, enjoying this, and it is so beautiful. We'll be right back.
4: Washington always has its eye on the next election, and as we get closer to the 2018 midterm...
0: all right jury finds yet another trump inauguration protester not guilty of felony charges of course you know the trump administration is trying to have uh protesters who are protesting the uh president and what he does uh um, and trump lost again he lost again the constitution says there's a freedom of assembly the trump and his Justice Department. They don't know these things. The government effort to to convict some Inauguration Day demonstrators has been kind of a mess. I totally agree. I totally agree. Trump's trying to put a stop to people protesting him. He doesn't like it. I think he was overseas uh, a few months ago and and he was saying that to one of the leaders that they should stop people from protesting because most of them was, were protesting Donald Trump's visit. So Trump doesn't like protesters. I mean, if you watched his rallies during his campaign, how many protesters were thrown out physically, thrown out of his rallies physically as Trump taunted violence on them and violence uh, was bestowed upon them. So, so this is a loss for Donald Trump. You know, obviously the judge in this case uh, uh, thought about the First Amendment, the Second, the First Amendment right, the freedom of assembly, freedom to protest, freedom to be pissed off at people who are doing nothing. <coughs> excuse me, but harming your government. <coughs> wow, need a drink of water. Anyway, this is a good sign. This is a good sign here. Okay, the article goes on to say, a jury found a defendant arrested on President Donald Trump's inauguration day not guilty of rioting charges. Another setback in the, another setback in the Justice Department attempt to convict, to convict protesters of felonies stemming from property destruction in the nation's capital as Donald Trump took office uh, nobody wants property destruction okay but you are free to protest you are free to protest okay Casey Weber was one of one of more than 200 people arrested uh, after a black clad demonstrator black clad demonstrators, smashed windows in downtown washington protesters originally uh charged with two charged with two 200 other people with felonies and but they were all they were all found not guilty i think if you're going to destroy property i think you should be arrested i really truly do if you're going to destroy property i think you should uh, uh, be prosecuted for that. Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, once again, I want to take this from the top, the story here. Jury finds yet another Trump inauguration protester not guilty of felony charges, which is a good sign for those who are protesting. But we never, ever want to see violence. Violence doesn't uh, solve anything except for uh, maybe inducing more violence on top of violence. We don't want that. Vote blue. All right. Do, 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 do. You're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. Sabrina? Sabrina.
5: Yes, yes, <laughs> Sabrina also. How are you, George?
0: I am so fine. I I, I know someone named Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina, but you're Sabrina. Sabrina, Sabrina. You know, I'm getting a mixed up. Right,
5: S-A-B-R-I-N-A, (laughs) right.
0: Yeah, I see your name, right? It's right in front of me. Uh, Sabrina, also on the George Wilder Jr. show, and you're going to be talking about workplace safety, something to that effect anyway.
5: Right, workplace safety, uh, school safety, home safety.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay, so give us uh, a little bit of your bio and tell us uh, a, a little bit why you're doing this.
5: Sure. Uh, I am doing this because I I grew up with violence. I know what it's like Mm -hmm. to live in that type of environment. Um, And it's no way to live, you know, it's no way to live. And uh, I eventually did move out of the situation. I I moved out myself. And after a lot of life experiences, a lot of uh, different types of experiences, I turned my one-woman show uh, because I'm a dancer, I turned my one-woman show into a business, really, um, where I am a speaker and consultant on promoting safety and preventing violence in the workplace schools and in your place of residence.
0: Oh, that sounds good. Uh, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Thank
5: you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I have I have a lot of various experience, in, in like I said, in the workplace Um uh, I, I I'm a dancer. Um, I do, I'm a real estate agent, and uh, Oso oh Safe is the core of what I do. and I'm actually trying to bridge the real estate industry with Oso oh Safe because I feel that I strongly, strongly feel that everything everything that's happening in the world really stems from how we're brought up at home, how we what we are exposed to at home, if we live in a nurturing, loving, Safe environment at home. Then I think everything else falls into place. Um, it's when people don't live in that atmosphere that things fall apart, things go wrong, and we all suffer the consequences to that. You know. So, um, uh, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I would say that's my focus, and and I thank you for this opportunity to to speak to you about it.
0: No problem. It sounds like. It sounds like something that this show would be uh, discussing and talking about, you know, workplace safety and safety all over the place. And uh, um, do you think workplace safety has gotten a lot better? A lot of things have changed in the workplace, Uh, changed for the better. But do you see anything that needs to be changed in some of the workplaces around America?
5: Yes, um, I feel that workplaces, they don't put the focus on that people need to be safe at home. If they're safe at home, then they will be safe in the workplace. What do I mean by that? When people have, for example, if they're having difficulty at home, that is brought into the workplace. There are plenty of statistics that I, that I inform myself, that I, if you will, arm myself with. And there's um, over 2 million incidents of workplace violence that occurs each and every year that comes out to be about 33,000 per week, and of those 17 result in a murder. So I feel that as far as improving, I think there is some more awareness. There's definitely more awareness, but I feel that there's always room for improvement, definitely. I mean, you have workers, employers need to be much more in tune to their workers, and they need to make the connection, which I feel that my business makes that connection very clearly. If you want your workers to work better, you want company morale, so to speak, to increase. You want your your uh, your costs to go down and your bottom lines to go up. Well, you need to make the connection between home violence and workplace violence, um, and yeah, I think I, that's key. And I think mm, go ahead.
0: Now, yeah, I uh, I I was thinking uh, along those lines too uh, for a few years. I always felt that if a a lot of a lot of employ employers do not respect their employees i mean i i don't understand that but it happens you know they get no respect a lot of uh, employees come up with great ideas that the employers steal they don't give them credit for their own ideas or in some cases for their work and You've got a lot of uh, supervisors and managers who are very, very rude and, and and just nasty to their employees for no reason at all. And I always say, if you respect your employee, they will work harder for you than they ever did before because they see that respect and they see that trust. You start treating them in a, in a, in a nasty way. They're going to hate you. are not going to be as productive. What do you think?
5: Yes, exactly. Yes, absolutely. And I see it's in it's bullying in the workplace really yeah. and mm-hmm. and sexual harassment uh it yeah. goes along with uh you can imagine I I say this quite a bit. If one is violent or rude or disrespectful in public imagine how he or she is in private. So however they are in public and in public it could be in the workplace. Imagine imagine how they are at their home. So one is not mutually exclusive from the other. And there's definitely bullying going on at work where people are subjected to all sorts of horrible situations, whether it be uh, having to work longer hours, maybe they're being texted by their boss in an inappropriate way. They are, yeah. uh, there is there is a, a feeling of they don't have the they're not recognized as, as significant people in, in the workplace. So I totally understand what you're saying. And it all really stems from, again, it stems from the home. Uh, I can just imagine how these, the bosses or the upper managers, the supervisors, if that's how they act in public with their employees, with their staff, at home it's even much more magnified. Um, and it comes down to domination. It comes down to, I have to have power. You are a subordinate. I'm going to do whatever it is that I need to do in in order for me to look good because I'm your boss. And that's all there is to it. It's either, you know, it's either my way or no way. And that's all a form of bullying. It's a form of abuse. It's just in the workplace. So it's, it's all connected.
0: I mean, uh, Sabrina, I have witnessed a lot of that, and a lot of it has been on me. I've worked for nasty supervisors, nasty managers who just want to pick on you just because they can do it. I mean, a lot of them, uh, uh, they they abuse what little power that they have over you, and that's a shame. And if you go to upper management, it's like, hey, (laughs) nothing, right? So you either wind end up taking the the bullying the the nastiness, or you just quit and find another job, and you, you never know if that other job is going to be just as bad as the one you left uh you know you never know but it I, I have experienced some of that stuff you know, and I left you know sometimes that's all I you have say, to have to do with this great
5: I would say i, I advise people uh, employees. Uh, Anyone in the workplace to document whatever's going on—the abuse, the bullying, the the disrespect—document it in every, in any way that you can, whether it be on your cell phone, whether it be on some type of device. And you can always consult with a a labor yeah. law a labor lawyer to find out what your rights are, uh, because there are standards yeah. that have to be met that companies have to meet, and when they don't meet them then you do have the power. It's just a matter of Sabrina. how you go about it. Sure.
0: Sabrina, uh, a lot of employees will not say a word because they're afraid to get fired. They're afraid, afraid of retribution if they say anything uh, about their being bullied, abused, or mistreated by their supervisor or manager. Or they may, they're afraid of losing their job.
5: I understand. I, I, I understand. That's why documentation is so important. And nowadays, I feel that with all of these campaigns the Me Too campaign, Time's Up campaign, uh, everything, more and more people, especially women and girls, are speaking out more and more. So this makes it this makes it easier for people to have less fear as to, to disclose what is going on in the workplace. So I feel that, uh, something that I say with my company, it's the silence that keeps the violence in place. So by law, they cannot, they, they cannot fire you. That, that would be unlawful. If you're reporting, someone who is sexually harassing you, if your, if your hours are X and you're being made to work Y hours, you have a right to report that. In fact, that is company policy. Now it all depends obviously how big the company is. The bigger the company, the more they have policy, the more, the more broad is the policy. So I would say to document it, consult with a lawyer, because no one's gonna know that you went to a lawyer. If you consult with a lawyer, that's between you and a labor lawyer. So no one's going to fault you in that. Um, And I I feel that we need to speak out more and more. It's the only way that change will happen. And it's already happening, I would say. It's already happening, um, but, go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, no, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, you're right. It's already happening, but there is no doubt about it. You still have people out here who are afraid to speak up. I mean, I think I met one today. I mean, she, she, she was afraid to speak up. She ca- talked about losing her job in the workplace. Um, even uh, some people are afraid to speak up on things that, are, that they should be speaking up on, and they're afraid for losing their jobs. I mean, it, th- this is still happening, and this is still going
5: on. Did she disclose what it was that, what was the injustice done to her? The person that you spoke uh, no, to she, today was it like. No, no, she verdict?
0: did. I mean, we didn't get into anything that was elaborate because uh, <laughs> nothing that was elaborate. But she was just speaking about something with her supervisor, her boss. And I I was telling her that she, that she should speak up. And she kept telling me she didn't want to lose her job. She didn't want to do this. Uh, it was the right thing to do. But you know, she did not want to lose her job, and and you know, so I left the place, um, disagreeing with her. We both disagreed with how she should handle the situation. She said she wasn't going to do anything. I said, okay, fine. But I did try to talk her into uh, speaking up. She was just afraid of losing her job.
5: See, and this and is a, a lot of people. Fault. Mm. This is a fault of the of the company. Now I don't know who she works for, but if Companies are supposed to make it very, very, um, a comfortable environment to have their workers disclose whatever needs to be disclosed. So this company well, she that she's for, working for, mm.
0: she works for, uh, I'm going to go out, I'm going to say it. Whole Foods, Fresh Market. I think it's owned by Amazon right now. So she's an employee.
5: They, I'm sure, they have a a a very elaborate policy, on mm-hmm. on all sorts of matters, uh, whether it be harassment, whether it be whatever injustice it is that she's experiencing, and I'm sure Whole Foods, because of the, it, it's such a big company, they have ways to report it, and there are, oh uh, yeah, they do. The longer she's silent, the longer she. Mm. Yeah. They need to hire me. Whole Foods needs to hire me because uh, then Whole Foods <laughs> is not making it's not making their employers comfortable enough to say look, we're not going to there is no retaliation for reporting any injustice. There's no there's no retribution here and that's up to the company. This is this should be nationwide. It's up to the company's job to yeah. make that very very clear to their employees um, because there are lawsuits that employers do experience for, for example, inadequate Mm -hmm. security. If let's say there's not enough lighting in the parking lot, if there's not enough uh, security, if the parking is so far away from a company Companies can be held liable for that because you are your company's responsibility from the moment that you step on company grounds to the moment that you step out off of company grounds, you are your company's responsibility. So it is up to them to make sure that their employees are safe in every regard in the workplace, in the parking lot, you know, uh, otherwise they're, there are lawsuits that are between 600,000 and 1.2 million dollars and even upwards of that uh, you know so the there is there is a great a, a very big spectrum of injustice whether it be uh, sexual harassment whether it be something something that was said or done inappropriately all the way up to murder where people are murdered on on company grounds so it is up to the company to make a very very comfortable very 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 um an open environment to say look we're not we're not going to fire you we're not going to uh cut your hours if you disclose a b c d and e um so i would i would advise this woman to really talk to her supervisor document what is going on and if that supervisor is not hearing her then go to the, the next person that's up that level that is higher on that yeah, on the, on the ladder that so to speak you know um, because you I could tell brain you brain. Um, injustices always escalate they always escalate you know they one incident just in in violence especially home violence the episode that occurs. Will the next episode will always be worse than the previous one because violence always escalates mm-hmm. until you do something about it? So, um, I totally agree. it's only going to get worse, you know. Yeah. I hope that makes sense, yes.
0: Yeah, it does, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to thank you for being on the show, for saying, for telling my audience that I'm pretty sure we, we, we all got a lot out of it. Sabrina, also on the George Wilder Jr. show, Sup- Sabrina, do you have a book? Have you written a book on this?
5: No, I have not. In fact, I, I gave a, another radio interview, and and the the host actually said that to me as well. Uh, he had suggested and and said, you know, you should definitely write a book or something along those lines you because you have, mm. and uh, I'm I'm thinking about it. I I uh, I'm pretty busy, and um, I, I, I'm mean, definitely like considering this. it. <laughs>
0: Sabrina, something like this, you should write a book. I mean, people will go out there and grab it up because, I mean, who doesn't have a job? Who doesn't uh, uh, have a workplace in the United States? I mean, it's, it's millions of them all across the United States, all across the world, and they are being mistreated in the workplace. They need to hear you, read what you're saying, or I mean, you know, And uh, I mean, I think you need a book. I think you need something people, something tangible people can grab and touch and open and read, you know. Uh,
5: Thank you. Uh, You should think about it.
0: You should uh, definitely think about it. Consider it. Okay.
5: Okay. I, I appreciate that. Yes, I appreciate that. I know you have written many books. I, I went on your website and,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I researched yeah, you a little I'm, bit. I'm, um, and y- yeah, I love writing. I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. Whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it's beautiful. I mean, it's great. And uh, it's, you, know, you should write one. It doesn't have to be a hundred pages or it could be a few pages. I, I, I've known authors who write two or three pages and publish stuff. You know, that's helpful really? to to oh. other, other Americans. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to write a two or 300 page book, 60 pages, maybe uh, uh, 40 pages. Uh, sometimes it only takes a little to help a lot of people, mm. you know, so. Oh, I like and that. I like that. You can even, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and it's true. It, it, it's very true. Uh, Sabrina, also on the George Wilder Jr. show, I want to thank you for coming on the show. you, you, uh, uh you offered out some really, really great information for my listeners and just about anybody around. And, um, uh, I'm sad that you haven't got a book so we can't, because if you had a book, we could, I could help you push it. I could review it. I could, you know, get people to, uh, check it out, but Hey, maybe sometime in the future, you'll get that book out there. And when you do, you make sure you come back on the show and we can push it for you. Try to get people to, uh, Download it, or buy it, or whatever. If it's a Kindle, if it's a hardback or paperback or whatever, try to get people to uh, to uh, check it out and buy it. You know.
5: Oh, sure. I uh, I'll definitely consider it. And I do have a website. Um, and I I recently okay. did a TEDx talk actually uh, that's been broadcast. Um, so uh, my website is ososafe.com and. The TEDx talk, like I said, if they, if anyone just Googles Sabrina Oso uh, TEDx talk, it'll come up. And um, But I, I will definitely consider writing a book, especially the, if I don't have to write 100 pages. Um, that would make it a you know, little easier. No, you don't have to write 100 <laughs> pages. <laughs> For sure. You can write
0: 50 <laughs> pages. 50 pages. As long as you get the gist of what you want people to know down. You know, as long as you want to get the gist right. of you know, uh, the most important parts of what you're talking about, get to the gut of what you're trying to tell people. And that can take 25 to 50 pages. And you can publish that, you know, and you can, uh, you know, advertise that, you know. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm gonna gonna do. I'm gonna send you the uh, link to this show that you're on. Once the show is over with, it's going to be recorded, and I'm going to send you the link to the show so you can put it on your website. Uh, people can come by your website and listen to, to you on this show on your website. Uh, that's one of the things I can do.
5: Wonderful. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so give me about an hour or two, then I'll uh, – are you on Facebook or your uh, Google Google?
5: I am. Or I'm or on Facebook, to- LinkedIn. Twitter. Uh, I'm on all the major social media, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, okay. Twitter, okay. Twitter. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. okay, so I will uh send you a link in about an hour to to this show, and then you can just, you know, put it where you want to, and you you can listen to yourself, or you can have people listen to you, or whatever, because I think you've uh provided a lot of information I think people should know, especially when you don't have a book.
5: Okay. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. And you know, I, if you can, if I can email you how to, uh, get a, you know, how to create a book and get it published, um, would you be able to offer any insight on that? Um, as far as links or who I can talk to?
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> you see how many books I've got up there, right? <laughs> so, you know, I Right, do right.
5: It. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would appreciate that. I know there's, do you self publish or you have a publisher
0: actually i self publish i don't have a publisher i don't have i just write it and I just publish it you know i do write it oh. i edit it i write i and after I get through writing i'm I'm doing some stuff now i'm just writing after i write i actually call it drafting after I draft it, i edit it a uh, hundred times. And then I format it, and i you know, I put it up there i i publish it i self published
5: yeah if you can uh send me your your links what you do to to publish your books that would be very helpful and'cause um you it seems like you have the most updated uh ways of of going about it and um uh I would appreciate oh, yeah, that uh
0: Okay. As soon as you uh, email me, then I'll, I'll I'll forward it back to you. Uh, um, the information on how to do it. Just uh, just send me. Uh, you you got my email address, right?
5: I do. Yes, it's. Uh, yeah. Uh, Author G at gmail dot com. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's okay. It. Yes. And uh, just, great. Just send great. me the information you need, and I'll get back to you. All right.
5: Okay. Thank you so much. I really and we're appreciate gonna it okay yes (laughs) fantastic
0: all right bye-bye i
5: appreciate it i thank you for the opportunity thank you no problem
0: bye-bye all right sabrina also on the george wilder jr show we're talking about uh workplace safety man this is great you know i mean you know and it happens it it really really happens and um we got to do something about it
3: This is what I call freedom. you want to say I let the children play
2: underworld.
6: General John Kelly put his reputation on the line for this president when he attacked Congresswoman Frederica Wilson with multiple entirely false statements. And now the White House is doubling down. Back with me, Rick Wilson, Keith Boykin, Anna Navarro and Jason Miller. Uh, Keith, I want to bring you in. You didn't get to speak last time. Uh, Listen, I'm wondering, has this changed your opinion or, or anything you thought about General Kelly at all this week?
1: Well, General Kelly was perceived to be one of the adults in the room, you know, along with General Mattis uh, and uh, Rex Tillerson, the three people who uh, I think James, who uh, Congressman uh, Senator Corker said were keeping us away from chaos in this administration. And uh, the fact that General Kelly would put his reputation on the line in defense of a lie uh, to support President Trump. I think it's very disturbing, it suggests the way that Donald Trump corrupts all those around him. I mean, you think about all the people who are around him, people like Rex Tillerson and others, they've also been caught or ensnared in some sort of controversy because of Trump. Tillerson and the whole controversy about whether he called Trump a moron, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, being berated by, uh, by Donald Trump, and even Mike Pence being mocked by Donald Trump about his religion. And so it, it just goes to show you, the reason why we're having this conversation, with all due respect. To all the other guests here, is because of one person, Donald Trump. He failed to address this issue the, the death of the four soldiers in Niger for 12 days, many people were asking questions about it. I was asking about this just last week when I was on your show, Don, and no one, was provide, no one was providing answers about it. And then when he is finally asked a question, he turns it into a competition between himself and President Obama and previous presidents. It's just unbecoming of the office of the presidency, and we would expect more from our commander-in-chief.
6: Hey, Rick, um, you said that General Kelly began his role as chief of staff with the best intentions, but today he has become another president in the Trump show. You said that. But I'm wondering if this is kind of the reason you say everything the president touches dies and you cite a list of people which includes John Kelly, Sean Spicer, Jeff Sessions, H.R. McMaster, Anthony Scaramucci, et
7: cetera. Sure. Well, I mean, we started working on a documentary about this and the list kept, keeps getting longer and longer. And, and, and the, everyone that's around Donald Trump ends up in some position where they either are compromised by his behavior or their behavior changes to sort of match the sort of things Donald Trump does. And, and it's also about policy things. Look, this is a guy, the big old trophy wall of legislative accomplishments of the White House is pretty bare right now because every, every legislative priority he's put his hands on has fallen apart. You know, he tried initially with Trump care, it fell apart. He's trying with the tax reform plan. It's fallen apart. Donald Trump doesn't have things he can really go out and say. You know, Gorsuch is a great single accomplishment but that was Mitch McConnell's pick Mm -hmm. and 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 the federal society's pick but everything else he does falls apart this is a guy with very few accomplishments and executive orders are very ephemeral they're very transitory they can be wiped away with the stroke of a pen and so right now the 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 president is relying on on the stock market uh, rising to sustain his 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 public approval numbers, but everything else he touches dies. It, it, it like I said, we started working on this documentary. We thought oh, we will make a 90-minute piece. Well, there's enough material now for for a trilogy. Practically, it just never stops. Everyone in the White House eventually, you know, falls victim to this curse. Yeah. In, in this speech yesterday, in his
6: speech yesterday, the former President George W. Bush offered a point-by-point takedown of Trumpisms. Right the white house who says that the comments had nothing to do with president trump Watch this.
5: our understanding get- is that those comments were not directed towards the president uh, and in fact when these two individuals both past presidents have criticized the president they've done so by name uh, and very rarely do it without being pretty direct as both of them tend to be so we'll take them at their word that these actions and comments weren't directed towards the president
6: i mean come on <laughs> Jason,
8: that is what you call that is what you call so playing Don. I mean, Jason. When you, so I, I, mean, I you know, when it, you heard that? Did you have any if, doubt? If, Go ahead, if that me. is If that right, is no so understanding, have. then she has no understanding. Did you have any right, doubt,
9: the so who, who I would the have more given. Yeah. I would have given a little bit of a different answer. I would have said, well, thank you, President Bush and President Obama for giving us $20 trillion uh, in debt and leaving uh, a whole big mess for President Trump to come in and clean up. Uh, But look, uh, I think seeing as both President uh, Obama and President Bush criticize uh, President Trump this week really kind of reminds people that the president, not only did he defeat the Democratic establishment uh, last year in the general election, but he also defeated the Republican establishment in the primaries and (laughs) taking on Washington. Their
7: critique of him wasn't electoral. Their critique of him wasn't electoral or political. Their critique of him was about American values. Their critique of him was about the sort of things that has surrounded the Trump administration from the very beginning, and the kinds of things: the conspiracy theories, the bigotry, the disgusting rhetoric, the, the hostility towards towards people that that you know aren't fellow billionaires of, like Donald Trump. Their critique of him was about the, the tone and character of this administration. It wasn't about an ideological thing or a rhetorical thing. This was about the way Donald Trump governs as a man, as a human. And, the, and those things, I believe, you, George W. Bush and Barack Obama are a billion miles apart ideologically, but I think they were on the same sheet of music about the sort of soul of American uh, public life. And Donald Trump falls very short of that test. And you can and look, I was, I was tough on Barack Obama every day he was president. And I praised George W. Bush very frequently, even when it was tough as a Republican. But those two guys, they hit a ground here that's above politics. It's different from what we've expected from ex-presidents where they were sending a very clear signal that this guy is a is a moral vacuum around him that is not good for the No, this
9: country. that's uh, no. I mean, look, here's uh, it's changing Washington is going to be hard. And so, of course, you're going to get the uh, folks from both parties. They're going to go and start taking shots at you. Uh, but good for President Trump to go and, and bring in truth to power and not being afraid of what these now, guys Jason, are going to go Jason, and find. Let me back tell me at. Him. Jason, the Jason. Last Jason thing, th- let Jason. me say this.
8: The last thing George W. Bush would want to do is take shots at any present. That is just not something that he Correct. has done in the past. He has been very good at adhering to that unspoken pact of not criticizing. Your successors. He has been good at that. What he is doing now is expressing the frustration and saying, you know what, enough is enough, and I've got to use this platform. I can no longer afford the luxury of remaining silent because American values are under attack. What this White and House you know and, and know, this president are doing are affecting election, the national tone, and a there a has got to that. be somebody using the bully pulpit Jason, to say differently. Jason, it's not, actually, it's not legislation. Legislation. No, wait, wait. Let me
3: tell you, I think, the, I think the very it is
9: not a, let me, let me say is. It's not a coincidence deals. that
8: John McCain this week came out and did exactly oh, the same thing that Bob Corker is doing it, that Jeff Flake is doing it, that George W. Exactly. Bush is All doing it. All of the Washington it. politicians are coming back, you're reminding yeah, Republicans that and, and Republicans are oh, the American Jason, You keep going back to the can't...
6: election. People don't vote retroactively. This, and, is, and, what, this, this is what this is what has is, happened after the election. Just because.
9: Just and one President person, Jason, one person can't always be against every single Just because President Trump doesn't speak, the way, Trump doesn't speak the way that the politicians per- and people in Washington w- want him to.
1: Jason,
9: I get that addressing the moral yeah, question like, of Donald if, if, Trump's if, behavior if, if, is difficult.
1: If, 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 if it, if it I first, get it. I get how hard it is for you. I can feel the burden you're carrying. I get that you guys don't
9: like President Trump. I totally get that. No, no, no. I don't like his behavior.
1: Oh, God. Jason, if it was just Democrats, I could understand how you could say it was a partisan attack. It's not just Democrats. It's Republicans. It's people within his own staff who are attacking him. It's people in his own cabinet who are attacking him. How, at what point do you finally acknowledge that the man is not a popular president? He's not well-liked, except among his base. Two, and he has to be the one. president of the entire two. country, two. not all just the three, Hold on, all the the everybody, 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 hold everybody.
0: on, hold on, everybody, on, on, on. one at a time.
6: Point. Two former, two-term presidents, both on a different sides of the political aisle, one Republican, one Democrat, saying the exact same thing about the sitting president. That is not partisan, Jason.
9: Don, all I got to say is good for President Trump for not backing down. He's going to continue to fight for people and do what he thinks is right.
4: Joining me now is actor, comedian, writer on the original Roseanne, and Roseanne Barr's ex-husband, Tom Arnold. Tom, thanks for being with us. Sorry it's under these
9: circumstances.
4: I'm wondering, first, when when you saw Roseanne's tweets yesterday, I'm just wondering what went through your mind. Were you surprised?
2: Well, I I was not surprised uh, that uh, what went down and and that the show was canceled. I I had a feeling this was going to happen when I first heard it was coming back, that there was a reboot. uh, You thought this might might happen? Yeah. Um, I I just know, uh, when I heard about her politics, I knew she was a, a, when I read her social media in the very beginning and I saw how she was so into the conspiracy stuff with Donald Trump and so how far gone she was and the the Pizzagate and uh, Hillary's a pedophile and Obama wasn't born here and she was, you know, a, a birther and how crazy that was. I just knew that this would not end well. Did, did so you were surpri- were you surprised then um,
4: that ABC chose to bring it back? Because obviously they saw those tweets as well.
2: Right. I was surprised that they didn't do anything about it. In fact, I, I tweeted a lot because, uh, you know, I figured someone would take her phone away or 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 monitor that because that's a it's dangerous. You know, when you have that much money on a show, it's a you know, they, we had the First Amendment. We also had the Second Amendment, but you don't just give someone a handgun to walk around the the stage there you gotta well hopefully you don't you gotta be careful that's they risked a lot yeah. and I, I tweet a lot to watch out because I can see it coming because she you know has a lot of by the way this this monkey thing is something she's tweeted before about black people why is it okay it's a meme that, that she and thousands of our alt-right uh, fans do they love calling black people monkeys it's not a one-time joke Okay. Yeah, she can said do something because, about Susan Rice a couple of
4: years ago, right, referencing. Well, no, Abe but there, as
2: well. there's more. Look on her tweet. We, they do it because we have a white trash racist president. That's a fact. When, that is Donald Trump yeah. is not Roseanne and I both noted thirty years. That's an absolute fact. And instead of saying Donald Trump going, okay, everybody hold on together, he says, oh my gosh, what about me? That's insane. That he's like, well, what about people making fun of me? When, How about stopping? When you were married
4: to to Roseanne, I mean, you also worked with her on the original Roseanne show. Yeah. Did she display any signs of you know racism, xenophobia, or conspiracy theory kind of beliefs?
2: When I when I met Roseanne, I I I just worked in a meat packing plant for three years in Iowa, and she was a little older, and uh, and, and she was a feminist. I'd never met a feminist, even. She was so much more evolved than I was. I mean, I was a, a meat packer and a, and a bouncer and a young comic. And I learned so much from her about, you know, about not just being a liberal, but about that kind of, of thinking. You know, I never I grew up in southeast Iowa, so I've never <laughs> been around different kinds of people. So what so, do you think I mean, it is
4: I, that that changed her? I mean, because clearly you, what you're saying is the person you knew uh, when you were, first met her and when you were married, uh, obviously, you know, she's talked about uh, mental health issues before, well, mental, you know, but, yeah. but 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 uh, these conspiracy theories and obviously these these racist uh, statements. What well, do you I mean, think here's, here's
2: the thing. I, uh, you know, I, I have uh, mental health issues myself. Roseanne obviously does. It's something that, you know, right before we got married, I went to rehab. Uh, you know, I I'm, I'm an alcohol and, and uh, a drug uh, uh, in recovery for both of us. She was there for me. And then after uh, we got married, you know, we dealt with her mental health issues as a family, and she she's done amazing with that. And, you know, it's, it's something that she's dealt with, and I can see that. And the thing about, I have to say this about, about the president we have and his gaslighting and lying. You can see him perpetuating mental health issues for the entire country. Every day he gets on TV and lies and he, and he perpetuates fear and anxiety. He never says things are great. He says, oh, my gosh, look how dangerous it is in the inner city and black people. And I really genuinely believe he thinks black people are dangerous and so, Mexicans are rapists. He believes that he's as so he perpetuate that fear to America. Watch out. Uh, Mueller's lying. He's after me. And so Americans are city home like Roseanne and her fans are like oh my god what is happening out there and they get anxiety and they have anyone with mental health uh, issues like Roseanne is good it's going to heighten things and and she's having mental health health issues right now and I'm sure that's part of this it doesn't make it okay yeah yeah. they had to cancel the show you told you told the Hollywood
4: reporter today that that Roseanne in your view may have wanted the show to be canceled a
2: hundred a hundred percent why you know, do you think that s- why do you think that is i
4: mean is i think you were intimating the in the interview that you know she does something it's successful and and she's not happy with it or she feels she's being mistreated or something is that why well, do you I think she like, wanted it canceled
2: well i feel from day one you know she didn't get created by credit on her own show so so what i from which is uh what well, was not her fault obviously she deserved it so from day one on the roseanne show you know, she felt like, okay, I'm not getting, you know, so there's always been that. So I feel like, you know, that she probably, you know, I, and as I'm watching this happen, by the way, I keep, as she keeps sabotaging things, when the park-led kids, she called one of them the Nazi, and then they had to take it down. So she throws Nazi around a lot. So I'm talking to uh, my former stepkids, who I love, and, you know, they're suffering through this. So I look at it like, as this is going on, like, also, I, I, once you have stepkids, you always see them as kids, even though they're 40, and you know they're suffering. So yeah. you see this thing happening publicly. So I, I'm like, I tell them, listen, I, first of all, I would love it if she came out and said, okay, I'm sorry I've gotten too into this thing. Maybe I need to step back. And maybe her fans would see this. I wanted one Donald Trump supporter, one person that's all in on all this conspiracy, Hillary's a pedophile, Obama's whatever, to say, wait a minute, maybe that's not true. Maybe everything Trump says is not true. You know, well, just you know, what the whole country did not say. But anyway, so as this weekend approached, I can see it coming. I can see things going. And I tweeted at Wanda Sykes because Wanda Sykes was like, impeach Trump. And I said, hey, it's too bad you aren't on a TV show. She's the head writer of Roseanne. Too bad you are on a TV show and you could do something about it. It's none of my business, but I stuck it in there, and then, and then Roseanne put a picture of Hillary Clinton as and next to a donkey with buck teeth. But I, for some reason, she did that. I said to Roseanne's daughter, "Your mom needs to have apologized to Hillary Clinton." Well, I know not you. Not to, you were trying to. That, you were
4: hoping that somebody in her life would would basically kind of intervene, take. Uh, so it's kind of get, get, take her off Twitter. I, I got to get a tried. Quick, I got to get a quick break in Tom. If you could just stick around, I want to talk to you uh, yeah. on the other side of this. We'll be right back. We're back now talking with Tom Arnold, Roseanne Barr's uh, ex-husband. Appreciate you uh, sticking around. Do you think that Roseanne has people in, in her orbit right now, uh, who, you know, who can kind of intercede, who can maybe get her off Twitter or help her out in terms of, of how she should move forward from this?
2: Uh, they i hope they're fired today uh i, I you know I, again I've been, I've been there 24 years i uh you know i today uh obviously they know obviously but i i sense that today after something like that that maybe uh the people close ranks and you know i know her son did, did as good a job as humanly possible of taking down stuff on, on twitter and trying to keep you know her kids are amazing kids they do everything humanly possible you know and they love their moms so much and uh you know maybe this is for the best the family to pull together now and just be a family and so i you know there's nobody there's no you know the other people, somebody could have done. I, you know, there's a million things I was offering. I said, "Listen, you know, say, say, tell your mom that Donald Trump doesn't carry his own phone. He has a dude do it, and he thinks of the tweets. And another guy, he's so important, he has another guy type it. And then she won't carry her own phone. Mm. You know, like, or have a fake phone. Like, there's a way to do a phone that goes into another server. I had a whole bunch of ideas.
4: You know, let me let me ask you because uh, one of our, our former guests was saying that that you know he he felt that President Trump had been friends with uh with, with roseanne for for you know for decades and decades i understand that you actually question whether president trump was really ever a, a, f- a fan of hers or, or or just wanted to take credit for her ratings because I, I know you say that one time uh
2: mr trump yeah, criticized her directly to you well, after
4: your divorce
2: well I, we filmed the hbo special at his uh the trump uh, castle Um, I knew him better than Rosetta. He used to uh, come on my sports show. I went to the Playboy Mansion with Donald Trump. I wasn't the creepy guy. We went to visit Karen McDougal. I knew him a a little bit. Uh, Donald Trump, he's not friends with anybody. Okay, once we were at, I think it was Elton John's uh, AIDS uh, a cha- at, 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 the, uh for the oscars right the, and he, the, the was, oscar he, he was, party which we, I, we actually have a picture of, oh my of God. him
4: talking to you there
2: okay okay this happened he's with melania and i'm with my, my wife uh a shelby Bruce, is a political consultant and he said to me oh my gosh you've married up in the world which and, uh, oh my gosh and he goes roseanne was disgusting and he said that to me like out of the blue like you don't want like you don't want your no matter what kind of divorce you had like, that's a weird thing to say. That's in the moment, like, I'm looking at him like, what? That's what was happening in that. That's what was like, happening
4: in that, in, that's that, what was was happening
2: in that moment. It's such a weird. I remember thinking, why would he, like, why offer that? Like, and he just sort of dead-eyed, just offered that thing. Like, it was weird because it was a while after her divorce. And just to offer that, matter of fact, so when, no when you reason. heard
4: When you heard the president essentially embracing her uh, for her ratings, saying he called her up in, in that speech talking about, you know, how, how greater ratings were and that, that it was about, that it was about us or, you know, uh, that was the, the term he used talking in front of this audience. Do you think that was genuine?
2: I, no, I think it was, it's sad. It's like all the people that, uh, today I'm sure disappeared from Roseanne's life. Uh, there's all, there's all kinds of alt-right, you know, the, the people that want to start a race war, civil war, they're all gone. All the people that were, just worshiping her, the QAnon people yesterday, and they're gone because she has no show today. Mm. So there's that. And so, you know, that's sad. Yeah. But it's also sad that she called black people monkeys because that hurts people's feelings. And I'm tired of white people going, well, I'm going to make, th- it's okay for us. To- we, you know, we didn't mean it. It's ridiculous in this country that we're always justifying. it. Michael Caputo or whatever, hey, that's a, uh, that's a, a no- what do you call it, a, a, a trope? A, a known what? trope. What, that's ridiculous. Shut up. It's, it's it, it hurts people's feelings. Yeah. We, what is wrong with us?
4: Well, it's certainly, uh, certainly a racist comment. And, and not it the is. first time she's, she said uh, that. No. Uh, uh, Tom Arnold, I appreciate talking to you. I'm sorry it's under these Buddy. circumstances.
0: Alright, Donald Trump is still saying Donald Trump is still saying that uh, he could start himself if you wanted President Trump and his legal team are doubling down their assertion of nearly unconfined presidential power when it comes to the Justice Department and Special Counsel, Special Counsel, yeah, Robert Mueller's role in the, the 2016 presidential election. Critics, both in politics and the media, have accused Trump and his team of asserting a Nixon-type defense that in the essence of posits that the president is above the law and this is what donald trump is trying to say donald trump and his team is trying to say that the, this nut this goofball this liar this idiot this buffoon this con man is above the law the stupidest dumbest man in the world is above the law because he's president of the united states The Constitution says that the President of the United States is a servant to the people of America. Donald Trump doesn't see himself as a servant. The people in the White House who work for his ass doesn't see themselves as working for the American people. They see us as working for them. We're we're peasants beneath their feet. Donald Trump is not above the law. I think Rudy Giuliani came out and said it definitely that Trump, because he's president, he's above the law. That is so stupid. That is so dumb. That is so wrong. The president is not above the law. I don't care how they try to. The reason why they're saying that Donald Trump is above the law, because they want him to skirt out from under the law, From all these investigations and scandals, of course, Robert Mueller is going to indict him. There is no doubt about it. He sees it coming. His lawyer sees it coming. So that's why Trump is saying that he could pardon himself. This is why his silly ass lawyers are saying that he is above the law. He is not above the law. Donald Trump is straight up off the damn streets. Give me a break. This guy is straight up off the streets cons his way into the white house now he feels that he's above the law and the other day i think i've mentioned this on the show the other day uh he was touting if not today he was touting that he's done more things than any other president in history yes he has he's wrecked the, he's wrecked this country like no other president in history but everything he has done that hurts america can be undone, just like he tried to do, un, tried to do, and is doing to Obama. The next president, the next Democratic president, comes into office can can uh, be done. But Donald Trump wants his wants his executive orders to stay permanent. They 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 will not. They will not. And. Trump, I think Trump is digging himself further and further into a hole. Hopefully, as I've said on the show before, I don't want Donald Trump impeached. I don't want to see him impeached. I want to see Donald Trump in handcuffs, leg irons, taken out of the White House in a straight jacket and put into a paddy wagon, a squad car. Just like all of those uh, videos and photographs of Donald Trump being taken out the handcuffs. I want that to become reality. Let that become reality and get this monster, this parasite off of American soil. He has done nothing but exaggerate hate, racism, and violence. That's all he's done. And he continues to do that because that's, this is what he is. As Tom Arnold said, he's white trash. He's nothing but white trash in the White House. Would you want your child looking up to someone like Donald Trump? Would you want your child to grow up to be a president like Donald Trump? He is no role model for anybody. He doesn't give a damn about your children. He doesn't give a damn about mine. He doesn't give a damn about the children. Uh period. See you see how he separated those kids at the border from their family, from their mothers and fathers, fathers. So what do you think about Donald Trump caring about what children think or what they want or 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 trying to uh teach and uh nurture their young minds? Not a damn thing. Not nothing. And and for the NFL, come this fall, I, I, just, I just have bad things for them. I don't think there's going to be too many people watching on television. I don't think there's going to be too many people at some of those NFL games because Donald Trump has his fingers all in it. And it's racism. It's straight-up racism. I, I think the NFL owner is going to lose money this, this season. Many people out here swear up and down that they're not going to watch it the players may even walk off the field but then you're going to have those die uh football uh football uh fans that are going to go to the games they're going to watch the games i have nothing uh ill to say about those folks if they want to continue to watch football it's not, it's nothing wrong with that but there's going to be so many who will not racism racism in america will not be tolerated racism from the white house will not be tolerated uh and the only reason why donald trump is still in office is because we have a rogue congress republicans in congress they refuse to do anything about this guy they let him they just let they let him sit there lie like a dog they know damn well he's a criminal they know damn well he's guilty but yet the republicans in congress refuse to check and balance the executive branch and let this guy just get away with murder uh, while they're still collecting a paycheck from the taxpayer. We're paying the Republicans in Congress to do nothing, to do exactly nothing. And they're going to pay for it at the ballot box. You know, uh, 2010, we're going to vote blue, vote them all out of there. And you know what? A lot of them expect to be voted out. A lot of them don't even want to want their jobs anymore because they know they are crooks. They know they're thugs. They know they cannot govern. And they're liars. And I agree with one politician. This guy said, it is not the conservative party anymore. It is not the Republican party anymore. It's the party of Donald Trump. And I totally agree with it. It's a party of Donald Trump because these folks are afraid like hell to stand up to Donald Trump. Even some conservatives, some Republicans, grassroots conservatives and Republicans are saying, vote Democrat, vote blue. They are so, so pissed off at, the, at their Republican colleagues that they're saying, vote blue, get them out. And uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to vote blue, get these Republicans out of office, and we're going to start this all over again. We're going to take our country back. Vote blue, everybody.
3: Help the roses, if the bombs begin to fall, Everyone never saw heaven help the black man, if he struggles one more day, heaven help the white man, if he turns,
0: being on the show talking about workplace safety i don't want everybody out there at the sound of my voice uh have a good day have a great day have a good evening have a great weekend and the george walter jr show will be back on tomorrow and i hope you can will join us then i want to say goodbye everybody have a good one bye-bye